Well, hello and welcome <laughs> to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a terrific day today. Hope you guys are staying warm. You know, a big part of the country is a little cold right now. <laughs> From what I've been watching and reading, Florida, it was uh, 46 this morning. That's pretty chilly. Tundra. I'd, I'd put a jacket on. <laughs> so something else. I know a lot of places are in the negatives right now. And uh, ironically enough, I saw this article that was popping up. Just kind of thought it was funny. It said a poll that was taken on Tuesday said the overwhelming majority of Americans said they're unlikely to ever buy an EV vehicle now. As the <laughs> poll comes, as majority of EVs are stranded at their homes and not able to charge. They said fewer than three in 10 Americans said they would ever consider buying an EV vehicle now. Can't blame them. Not really sure why you would in the first place, but this pretty much shows you the inability to actually drive and own a vehicle that's functional considering the fact that they're all stranded now in Chicago. But other than that, though, we're here at Health Masters to bring you guys the latest world news and health research, and that's what we're exactly going to do with you guys today. And be sure to check out the product of the week, the Natto Kinesis Formula, going to be going on sale. Should be up probably the next hour or so. I'll have it up after the show. You guys can check it out on the website. I'm doing a big sale on it. We're going to sale for probably about 15% off today. That's one of our staple formulas that really helps out with uh, maintaining healthy blood viscosity, also helps to break down fibrin, which is a blood clotting protein, so it really supports the cardiovascular system. That's what we have in the Spike Protein Survival Kit. Really good for blood pressure, really good for cardiovascular health. So that's going to be going on sale today, so be sure to look out for it because you guys voted and it won. So that will be on at Health Masters for product of the week. And I've also I got a lot of emails over the last, last night and the day before because Dad and I talked about it. It's all this discussion about this Davos group where – we kind of got this, like I said the other day, it's like this James Bond villain group. And they're, they're like, they're sitting there at their tables and they're like, oh, yes, we're going to, we're going to figure out how to take over the world. <laughs> and what's crazy about it is I've, I've been watching this stuff with Davos. We watched it before the World Economic Forum. And it just seems to become more and more of almost this parody that I feel like we saw in the 60s with James Bond where you have these evil villains in their lair talking about how they're going to do all these horrific things to the world. It's true. It's true, isn't it? I mean, it's, 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 it it's, a, it's, it's a bit true. of a joke, but it's not a joke. And so, like, uh, Ted and I were joking about it this morning, and I was like, you know, it's it's almost like we had this predictive programming back in the 60s and 70s with all these, you know, these these, these villain films. But I suppose it shouldn't be surprising with Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab, <laughs> His cast of villains it is. taking over the town for a week. With, there's a whiff of sulfur in the fresh mountain air. <laughs> this guy goes like on the, from hell. Guy goes, I goes, I'm Jewish myself, which is why I believe deeply in freedom of religion. And these days, Christians are persecuted around the world from China to the Middle East. It's just a shame to see all that the World Economic Forum where they're expelling Christianity. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah. I mean, but it's, 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 like, it's like we got Goldfinger or whoever that guy was holding his cat, yeah. petting his cat. And they've got this big map of the world of how they're going to Figure destroy how they're it. going to take it and, over. And no, it's almost like a, a foreshadowing of what was to come 50, 60 years later when these 60s movies from James Bond. That's what I said. It's, it's almost like it was a joke back then. But now we're watching that very joke. In real time. Become in real time. And everybody kind of watches it. And nobody <laughs> even really thinks anything of it now. That's kind of the crazy part about mm. it. And so, like, I've been getting these emails constantly about this this disease X that I brought up yesterday. Well, here we and, go. And they got this whole entire, this whole program they're bringing up at the World Economic Forum about disease X and how they're expecting it to have a 20 times more fatality than COVID. Let me explain something to you from the very beginning. COVID, yes, was brewed up in a lab as a mutated flu. Yes. Could it kill you if you're extremely overweight or unhealthy? Yes. 
Were the vast majority of deaths that they reported on from COVID, in my opinion? No. They were from remdesivir and a lot of the other compounds that they were forcing people to take. I knew and dad knew and a lot of our friends knew. We heard this story hundreds of times, as sad as it was. People would go into the hospital with slight respiratory issues, test positive, allegedly for COVID. They immediately had standard of care, which was remdesivir. They put them on remdesivir intravenously, which absolutely blew out their kidneys and their liver within three to five days. When the kidneys don't function, you start retaining and swelling up with water. When you start having that, your lungs start filling up with fluid. Exactly right. When lungs fill up with fluid, what was the next standard of care? Put them on a ventilator. They put them on a ventilator. They still kept them on remdesivir so the kidneys could not function and get the fluid out. It eventually killed people left and right. What COVID was overall was a psychological operation. It was a real virus, but it was a psychological operation. Here's the thing you got to understand. Every time they do one of those things, whether it was the Iraq war, whether it was 9-11, I mean, the list goes on. I can just go on all day with these different I, these topics that they did in these events. They're psychological operations that they gather data on. It's data logging. They build algorithms. They do predictive programming. They figure out what they're going to do and what the next, what's the next model and outcome is going to be. They did that with COVID. COVID was probably the biggest data logging psychological operation we've ever witnessed because it was global on one topic. It wasn't just a regional war and an invasion from one group or one war. It was not that. It was a global incident that they got everybody essentially on board with. Whether you agreed with it or you didn't agree with it, people talked about COVID, period. Everybody brought it up. What they're doing now is they're taking all of that data all that information, all that intel that they gathered with COVID, and they're now getting ready to apply it in a new model with disease X. Oh, my God, it's disease X. And what they're doing is they're getting ready to release something else so they can get everybody on board with another psychological operation. Whether or not it's going to be as deadly as COVID and all the other nonsense they come up with, my thing is don't live in a state of fear. Don't allow that to get in your head. Keep your body strong. Focus on yourself. Focus on your family. Keep your vitamin C and your D3 levels up as high as you possibly can in a healthy range and continue to stay strong and healthy because what this is going to be again, just like COVID was, is another psychological operation designed to get people to give up, relinquish voluntarily more of their freedoms. That's what it's going to be the same way it was the first COVID. People in most cases nowadays do not maintain their health. Yesterday I was at the midwife with Lana. She's over here running the switchboard right now. And we were talking to the midwife, and she was going over Lana's blood work, and her Lana's blood work is like her D3 is like 45 or 48. She goes, I never see any pregnant woman come in here with perfect D3 levels. She goes, I never see it. She goes, one of the girls that came in here the other day, she was pregnant, and her D3 was at seven. Seven. That's singular. Seven. The number seven. That's so low that if you get exposed to any aspect of a virus, your immune system is immediately compromised when you're pregnant. You have no D3 in your body. I mean, you're dangerously low. And I told the lady, I said, that's because nobody wants to supplement with nutrients anymore. Everybody wants to play the, oh, I'm going to go to the doctor. The doctor's going to fix it, and I'm not responsible for my health. And that's what I continue to encourage people to do on a regular basis is wake up and be responsible for your health, your children's health. It's your responsibility, not the doctors, not the media, not the physicians, not the pediatricians. You, you and you alone make the difference and control what you can do with your body and maintain and push it further, keep it stronger. And so, again, this is going to come down to a mental war again with COVID, and it's going to come down to a physical war when it comes to the immune system. If you got your immune system strong and you got your mental strength strong, 
this isn't going to affect you very much as long as everybody realizes that we cannot give an inch again and we cannot fall prey to the same things they did the first time with COVID because they worked so successfully well that Psychop did during COVID did. They're going to push this again. There's no question about it. They're going to try 2.0 with this and it's going to be up to us and everybody else to decide whether or not we're going to go along with the nonsense. You know, what's interesting about it, Austin, is that, you know, with the, the PSYOP, and we talked about this the other day, and I'll briefly mention it again, they always do the exact same PSYOP. Yeah. It's always 80% truth, 20% lies, and they've learned that people believe the lies with the truth. If they get a little happens. bit of truth. That's right. And this is what happened with, in World War II when they were decrypting all of the Nazi stuff that was coming in. They learned that if they released fake information to the Nazis and it was all fake, the Nazis didn't believe it. Yep. But if they gave them 80% truth, the Nazis already knew, and 20% lies, they would believe the lies too because it was with the truth. And this is the psychological operation that's been going on since the 30s. You know, and, and, and since the eight, since, 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 for 100 years with Tavistock when World War I, uh, you, when they did the thing with War of the Worlds with or- Orson Welles back in the 30s, and they actually read the book and they were actually doing it as a play on national radio, people started thinking the Martians were coming. They started thinking that we were having an invasion from Mars and that we were having spaceships landing. And people were panicking. People were committing suicide. People were rioting all over the United States because it was a giant psyop is what it was. This was before the CIA was ever here. It was being done by the government to see what would happen as far as how the masses could be contained and controlled. You think, that's crazy. Do the research on it. Go look it up. And see, this is the problem with all of this stuff. This research continues to build, continues to build, continues to build. Plus, these fallen angels and these entities, these other dimensions that are involved in all of this stuff. Remember, our battle's not against flesh and blood. They have been using the same type of psyop for thousands and thousands of years. You think, I mean, Adam and Eve are in the Garden of Eden, right? And then basically, you know, she's told and Adam's told not to eat from the tree of life. And, you know, it's in, then Lucifer shows up and goes, you think, well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this. You think God really meant that? I mean, if you, if you eat from this, you're going to know the good knowledge between good and evil. You know, you'll be like gods, and so you'll be able to live forever. And he starts lying to her and all the other things that he was saying, and I'm paraphrasing that. And she goes, okay, I'll do it. It was a psyop. He was telling her partial truths. She's going to learn the difference between good and evil, but wasn't telling her the outcome was that she's going to die in this physical body. And so he lied to her. The same thing is true with Sodom and Gomorrah. The same thing is true with Abraham. The same thing is true with all of it when you look at the Old Testament stuff always mixing in truth with lies and all of the stuff and what these people were being told by these entities of these other dimensions. When the Israelites leave Egypt, suddenly, you know, they're saying, oh my gosh, God's brought us out here to die in the desert. Well, they've already gone through this whole thing with this Red Sea being split in the middle. That's already happened. They're already going through, you know, the pillar of fire and the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, keeping the Egyptians out. They're seeing all these miracles of God. They're seeing it. They go across the Red Sea on dry land. They get to the other side. Moses goes up to get Ten Commandments, and they've got these Kabbalist elders. I've done a whole show on this before down here in the camp going, well, you know, this isn't really what's happening. You know, Moses is going up there. He's going to die. So they said, fashion us of calf so we can worship Baal. And they start having a giant orgy and human sacrificial ceremony, supposedly. And all of a sudden, Moses comes back down. He's really, really ticked off. And, you know, God's not real happy with what's going on either. And a whole bunch of these guys end up dying. All of it's always the same group of entities that do this. They lie and say, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Perfect example. You, 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 you go to these doctors who are basically sold over to the Rockefeller Rothschild Medical Complex, and they don't tell you that vitamin D3 that Austin just talked about a second ago with Lana is so important for the immune system. A lot of them actually don't know that because it's not part of the physiology they were taught. 
And so they'll run all of these cancer tests for somebody who has cancer, but they don't run D3. And the most important thing for macrophages to be activated to kill cancer cells is D3. I've done this a thousand times on the show. I've talked about it. Without D3, the macrophages can't turn on. They end up with a cytokine storm. And what happens is I, I just, just the other day I had a good friend of mine. She's got cancer again. And she's not doing well. We prayed for her to recover from surgery she had, you know, six or eight months ago. And she recovered from the surgery. But now she's basically back in the same situation again. And I asked her, every time I talked to her, what are your D3 levels? Simple question. Every single time she doesn't know, she hasn't been tested. I had a good friend of mine who was in the hospital last year with cancer. I found out he was in the hospital. I visited him every single day until he got out. And I asked him, I said, what are your D3 levels? Didn't know. Didn't get tested. Now, my, my question is this. If mainstream medicine is supposed to be so advanced, if it's supposed to be so amazing at what they can do as far as treatment protocols using drugs and chemicals, why in the world can't they test for something as simple as D3? It's a few dollars, but they don't do it. And you ask yourself, why? You have to literally request that to be tested. And then when they test it, it's like also said, it's like two or three or four or five or six or seven. It's basically minuscule in the body, or it's a zero. I've had people tell me their D3 levels were at zero. Well, that means the immune system can't work at all. So, you know, now that we're coming into this whole season of flus and colds and everything else again, D3 is really, really important, along with vitamin C, along with zinc, along with, you know, Potassium iodine, which you need 12.5 milligrams per day. All of these things are critically important for the functioning of the immune system, but people don't see it. They, they continue just to go to their doctor while they're eating their Twinkies and Ding Dongs and cupcakes, while they've got an IV of basically MSG and aspartame stuck in their arm. Now, I'm using that figure, so they don't do that. And what ends up happening is they end up getting sicker and sicker and sicker, and they wonder why. And now, there's a really good article here. This is by James Howard Kunstler, and it says, Despite of all death unleashed on the world via their killer vaxes, the attack of the heart, the circulatory system, and immune systems, the World Economic Forums hopes to rebuild trust with humanity. <laughs> okay? You know, <laughs> Edward Dow said it this way, I have decided to unilaterally rebrand Disease X. It is now Disease DIC, debt implosion cover-up. The, the, the nanobots and the pagendrums of the World Health Economic, Economic Forum have met in Davos, Switzerland, Next several days, lay plans for their latest assault on humanity. This year's theme is rebuilding trust. Did that? You, did, did you just blow your coffee through your nose? Is what he asked. The outfit then coordinated the, the, the outfit that coordinated the worldwide COVID-19 response that perhaps birthed the very concept of COVID-19 itself, and especially pushed their mRNA vaccines on the on the credulous global public. This gang of super wealthy, super connected, super important, and I will add super satanic celebrity punks, buhas, and he says pricks, predators, and want to be, you know, horribles, because Davos crowd molding around the opening soiree amid drooling worthy trays of crab puffs, and he's talking about who they are. Now, he also talks about it in detail, and he goes, lockdowns, quarantine camps, mandatory improved, okay, so it's a safe and effective vaccines. And then he says something that's very, very good here, because last time around, these mRNA vaccines made by Pfizer and Moderna proved to be super effective at one thing, disordering all the cells and organs of the body so as to produce a severe autoimmune reaction resulting in death and disability. The artificial spike protein replication induced by the vaxes has a special yen for heart tissue, the linings of blood vessels, and the reproductive organs. Thus, all those world-class soccer players dropping dead mid-kick, all the massive clots the size of shipworms discovered by the morticians, and all the spontaneously aborted babies over the past three years. By the way, having seen all this, the CDC director, Mandy Cohen, is still pushing updated mRNA shots down to six-month-old babies 
No, I'm not making this up. Read the CDC's latest recommendations. Now, I'm going to stop for one second again. And I had another text come in yesterday for one of our listeners. I am not a Donald Trump apologist. You guys know that. After the first year of Donald Trump being in office, I started questioning everything he was doing. By the second year, end of the second year, I was openly criticizing Donald Trump. By the third year, I was absolutely just devastated by what Donald Trump was doing. And by the last year in office, when he's pushing the mRNA shots to millions of people who died globally because of his executive order with emergency use authorization, I'd had enough. And then he continued to push mRNA shots and still pushes them to this day that he saved millions of people, which is simply not true. He can't, he cannot quantify that whatsoever. He's just saying it. I will not ever, ever vote for the lesser of two evils again. I said that yesterday. I won't do it. You know, I don't like any of them. They're all a bunch of liars. Now, if you say, if that offends you, then okay, I got it. Then like I mentioned on yesterday's show, and I'll say it again. If you want to vote for Donald Trump because you want to see his wife Melania in the White House because she's really pretty again, you go for it. That's okay. If that's the reason you're voting for, if that's going to be the shallow reason that we do this. But the reality is, is that I'm not voting for either of these clowns for the, for the presidential election. I'm not going to do it. And then DeSantis, he's, he's running a distant second now, sometimes third. So he did great for, the, you know, for, the, for Florida, but I don't know what he's going to do on a national standpoint because how, uh, how many skeletons are in his closet? I don't know. And see, the sad part about it is, is that you don't really l- realize who these people are and the skeletons in the closet until they get into office and they start getting compromised. By the way, American Apocalypse, this is another article here by Chris Malone. It says 71% of the American people right now don't trust the U.S. government to prevent, to prevent doomsday. U.S. politics continue to be a chaotic subject, subject, and a new poll finds the majority of Americans are rapidly losing faith in their country leaders. I mean, duh. From the scousing of the Speaker of the House to the mounting of controversies engulfing the current president and his predecessor, overseen, over 7 in 10 people say there's no one they trust to save them from the end of the world event. Such problems only push the so-called doomsday clock to tick closer to end times. I'm one of the seven out of ten people that there's nobody they trust. The only person I trust is Jesus Christ, period. Established in 1947 by a group of atomic scientists, including the, you know, Albert Einstein, the doomsday clock serves as a barometer for humans' proximity to global annihilation. It's a metaphorical measure of humans' vulnerability to cataclysmic events. Sometimes these are tongue twisters such as nuclear war, climate change, pandemics, or asteroid impacts. The closer the clock hands are to midnight, the closer we presumably to a doomsday scenario. Now, let me stop for one second with this doomsday clock. This is more PSYOP than anything else. Yep. That's all it is. How scared can I get you? Oh, my God, we're 10 seconds away. Wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Remember 2012? Remember 2012? Remember, 2000, whole movie on it? remember 2001? Yeah. <laughs> I remember all this stuff, 2000, what's going to happen? Oh, we're going to have to have everybody get your doomsday locker rooms and Get prepared in your bunkers because you know, when the clock goes from 1999 to 2000, all hell's going to break loose on the planet. We're going to be in the apocalypse. Uh, guess what? We're still here. That's why like I told you yesterday when Dennis Quaid said, within a year, we'll all be dead, 90% dead. Nonsense. Pure fear porn. And when this stuff gets promoted through mainstream cycles of mainstream news, even Tucker, Tucker Carlson, you got to ask yourself a question. Who's pushing that narrative? That's a negative energy field that's created by this. These entities can't live on God's energy field. They have to live on this negative energy. They've been separated from God. They're no longer allowed to do that. So they have to create the energy they can consume either through human sacrifice or through fear or constant war or constant whatever they want to do with the bloodletting and the sacrifice they do. That's why they do this. It's it's to control the human masses through fear. Don't allow them to do that to you. We're born of a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind through Jesus Christ. We have the ability 
to control the very fabric of time space by the prayers that we pray. The same power, listen to me, friends, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, period. They know that. That's why they're scared of that. and They don't want you to understand who you are as a Christian. Listen to me, friends. We have nothing to fear. Oh, 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 death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? It doesn't exist for us. We leave here and just go to heaven. We, we don't die. We never die. Heaven is real and death is a lie for Christians. Now, there's a death that comes with people that are basically serving the Most High God that aren't in covenant with him. That's an eternal separation from God, and who knows what's going to happen to them when they go into the bad places. But the reality is these entities want you in the bad places because that's where they're headed. Why do they want you there? Why are they pushing you so hard to go there? Ask yourself that question. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? You're spot on. Like you just said, it's a negative frequency. You mm-hmm. keep people in a state of constant fear. You keep people in a state of constant controlled state. You can keep people scared about everything that's going on. It's super easy to control them. And then what you do is then you put a little bit of hope. You bring a little bit of hope on top of the fear. Oh, it's, everything's bad. Everything's bad. We got, a li- we got somebody here that's going to come and is going to save everybody. It's, again, it's that 80-20 rule that Dad talked about. You give 80% lies, 20% truth. You keep everybody completely and totally in the dark. You keep them completely and totally dumbed down. Then you put them on all types of different drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, and keep them distracted with the media and everything else. They never ask questions. Like, for example, I brought this up the other day, and I'm going to do more digging into it because this information is going to be unbelievably telling to the shot schedule. As the federal judge, you guys remember, on the 5th, there's a federal judge that ordered the CDC to release all of the V-safe text detailing the COVID vaccine injuries. Now, if you guys remember, V-safe was the monitoring app that the CDC said when the COVID shot came out in December 2020. V-safe was basically an app that everybody that got the shot could download the app. And they could update any type of adverse events in their, on their body, in their person. When they went to the doctor, they could download it and upload it into the, basically the app system. This was completely separate just from the VAERS system. This is V-Safe. It was like a whole other platform. CDC said, we're going to be monitoring this every single day. We're going to be transparent about everything that's basically uploaded to this. We're going to give everybody access to the ability as far as to keep, you know, obviously it anonymous so people can't see you know, people's medical history. But we're going to give updates on what's going on, the side effects that go along with the shot. V-safe program. It's going to be really, really transparent, really good. They disclose nothing, nothing. Not until 2022 do we actually get some of the information on it from a lawsuit. Now, the federal judge, as they're calling now this a huge win for transparency, he has now ordered the CDC to disclose the entirety of the V-safe database to independent researchers and the public. This will give out more than 7.8 million reports detailing adverse re- events and reactions submitted by COVID vaccine recipients through the V-Safe monitoring app, the agency must release all the texts according to a strict schedule over the next year. What happened is prior lawsuits forced the CDC to release superficial check-the-box summaries of common symptoms generated by the V-Safe system. It was, I mean, it was literally cherry-picked information the CDC had to release. This is back in 2022. However, the free text fields that the CDC is now required to release represent the loan channel for reporting serious conditions, including myocarditis, blood clots, and strokes. What they released back in 2022 was minimal. It was like 770,000 individuals as far as they uploaded all the stuff. It's going to be 7.8 million now that this V-safe recorded before the CDC finally stopped recording it. Now, the crazy part about this was that nobody ever wanted to address with the V-safe program is that they only – They only reported between one to two weeks after the shot. That's the only way you're allowed to do it and the data that they collected. There was no long-term adverse event recording on the platform intentionally because they did not want to have what happened to you after 
a month, three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. They didn't want any of that data getting released. However, from what I'm reading here, a lot of that data was still updated and recorded. The CDC has just decided to bury it and not release any of it. And now this federal judge is basically saying, don't care, not my problem. You guys are releasing it. Because again, like I said, if you remember back from December 2020, because so many people have short-term memory loss now, they flat out said when this shot came out, we know this is an experimental emergency use authorization shot. We know it's only gone through three months of clinical trials with no long-term adverse event testing. We know this is RNA gene therapy. We know this is completely and totally randomly experimental drug that we're putting on the American population in the world. So we're going to be very transparent. Everybody's going to have the ability to come in now and put all their information about their side effects. And yet they lied to everyone and everybody just forgot about it. So, again, this is going to be interesting to watch. I'm going to keep you guys updated every single month as more and more information comes out. Just for another reason why, to remember what happens when they pull this disease X card out and they get people all worked up again and they start coming out. with. I'm sure they're going to have another shot. They're going to come up with this updated RNA shot because COVID, the narrative, is kaput. Nobody buys it anymore. The shot of, you know intake is minimal at best. And so nobody really cares. Everybody's over it now. Everybody wants to move on with their lives. But they know this Davos program, what they're doing out there, they got to keep people in a state of fear. Don't live in a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. And so, again, be aware of that and always understand that is not what they are trying to do to us. It's how we respond and how we handle the situation. I was reading an article a long time ago about Bruce Lee, incredible fighter. He talked about that. He said, a man that is strong, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, a man that is strong-minded can endure basically anything that's in front of him. Because he is controlling his own actions, his own response, his own emotions. He was a weak-minded man will basically go to and from from what anybody does to him. He constantly bounces emotions around. And that's exactly what we have to remember right now. It doesn't matter what they put in front of you in the media. It doesn't matter what they try to do to you. It's up to us. We're the ones who can control it. We're the ones who basically make our own decision on that, Dad. What do you think? We don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Absolutely. Let's go back to Timothy again. It's exactly what we have. We have the ability to withstand any of this stuff. We really do. I mean, we have the ability to stand our ground, draw the line in the sand, say, no, I'm not going to put up with it. I mean, they, and this is, what, this is what handicaps them because they don't know what to do with us when we say no. They really don't know how to handle that. Uh, hey, how about no? I don't want that. How about you bring me a basket full of snakes and the vampire comes to the front door and you say, how about I don't let you in today? How about I you know, pull out a AR-15 and say, you know, I don't think we're coming in today. How about we come in with a bunch of, you know, a bunch of holy water? <laughs> we throw the holy water on you. How about we hold up a crucifix? How about we just do all that? How about we hit you with some garlic? How about no, go away, leave us alone, you're a weirdo. See, and that's why we have to stand our ground with everything. Archbishop, I love this guy, Carlo Viaggio, shares powerful message he sent to the participants of the Medical Doctors of COVID Ethics International Meeting. This guy gives me some hope on Catholics, you know, and archbishops. Because most of them are pretty corrupt. I hate to say that. Catholic Church has been massively, massively, massively messed up. In his letter, Archbishop declares the challenges facing society and the worldwide coup d'etat attempted by the global elites. Dear Dr. Frost, dear friends, at the beginning of this new year, allow me to address my best wishes to you all. I'm grateful to have this opportunity to share with you some thoughts regarding the present situation. For the past four years, we've been witnessing the implementation of a criminal plan of world depopulation achieved through the creation of a false pandemic and the imposition of a false vaccine, which we now know to be a biological weapon of mass destruction designed with the aim of destroying the immune system of the entire population, causing sterility and the onset of deadly diseases. Many of our friends and acquaintances have died or been severely damaged by the adverse effects of this experimental gene serum. Many have discovered too late 
that they have been the victims of a global plan with a single script under a single direction. What is even more serious is that this neo-Malthusian project of mass extermination to which is added the will to control each of us through graphene oxide nanostructures has been announced to us for some time by those in the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum who conceived and implemented it. The rulers of all Western states, hostage of Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab, have become accomplices to this crime, demonstrating their malice and premeditation by their behavior, falsifying data on alleged infections, doctoring statistics that attribute to deaths and adverse effects to COVID-19, but not to the gene serum, prohibiting effective treatments, imposing harmful protocols that have no scientific basis, banning autopsies, and preventing or thwarting accurate reports to health authorities. In this attack, unprecedented history of the human race, we have witnessed the complicity of all national and international institutions, I may add that, that are Rothschild banking controlled, <laughs> the entire medical profession and the media, a social engineering operation has been carried out to manipulate consensus through terror, threats, blackmail, and the violation of citizens' most sacrosanct fundamental rights. The judiciary has been silent. The armed forces have looked the other way, and teachers and priests have zealously cooperated. We are well aware of the perpetrators of this crime against God and humanity. Of course, this multinational pharmaceutical corporations have profited disproportionately from mass vaccination and that, yet they are now preparing to accumulate still more billions of dollars from the sale of treatments against the turbo cancer that their serums have confused and caused. Those who peddle the vaccine have profited from administrating these poisons to pregnant women, children, and the elderly. They have funded self-styled experts, paying them to propagandize false efficacy and safety on the mainstream media. Multinationals have profited and, due to the lockdowns, have taken the place of small businesses, restaurants, and local shops as they were put out of business because of Donald Trump's signing executive orders, shutting the country down, and destroying the world economic engine. Energy suppliers have profited and are still profiting, and thanks to the crisis created by the system, they have made huge profits while the cost of electricity and gas are forcing businesses to increase prices and to close. Now, I've added a few things in there when I was reading it, but he's absolutely on point, and I'm so proud of him for doing this. Now, there's another article here, and it says, Increasing psychopathic behavior is a sign that our society is on the verge of breaking down. I like this article. Discussions on collapse actually turns to signs and signals. The economy, politics, and social tensions have become increasingly unstable for many years now. And much like adding more and more weight to a man standing on a frozen lake, eventually the ice is going to break. The question is, how do we know when the moment will be? All cultural systems and as cultural systems, as they begin to dissolve, due to political clashes and economic decline, the real evil tends to slither out of the woodwork. It happens slowly at first and all at once, a sure sign of accelerating collapse of the growing prevalence of psychopaths and psychopathic behavior out in the open. The U.S. appears to have entered the middle stages of such a collapse, with many sociopaths and psychopaths beginning to feel they might be able to act out their worst impulses without consequences. Look at Hunter Biden and his laptop. Let's pause for a second the perversion on that laptop and Joe Biden, him sniffing little children. Have we forgotten about all that? Normalizing it. Normalizing it. They're beginning to test the waters to see what they can get away with. In the past 10 years, there's been a dramatic uptick in mass violence and theft with the advent of social media is now easier than ever for spontaneously planned riots to form with little warning. And in most cases, these mobs are random in who and what they attack. They might organize the name of politics or activism, but they tend to lash out at whatever targets are closest or easiest rather than the people they blame for their travails. In most cases, these events result in simple property destruction in urban areas, but more and more there's an underlying and aggressive impulse to hurt people. There will come a time very soon when the goal is not just to steal or vandalize, 
but to use instability or a smokescreen as a distraction provides an opportunity to harm others. The Bible says that Satan comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. Rob, kill, steal, and destroy. And what these people are doing is they increasingly are following the directions of Lucifer and the demonic spirits which are controlling them. They've gotten themselves addicted to pornography on the Internet. Stop for a second and look at that. They've got, them, they've got themselves predicted to absolutely fake news from the mainstream media. They've got themselves addicted to all kinds of weird perversions on the Internet. And so now they're acting these perversions out and thinking they're okay, like transitioning little children that are five years old to change their sex rates, to their sexual ability you know, to go from boy to girl and girl to boy. It's insane what we've seen here in the last few years. And the reality is it's not going to get better. We are indeed in the end times. I believe that we are seeing the seals of the book of Revelation beginning to break in front of our eyes. And I believe this continual onslaught against humanity will continue as this massive proportion of people now are no longer going to church. They're no longer worshiping the Most High God. They're no longer having anything to do with what's morally right. The use of Prozac and Zoloft and tricyclic antidepressants and all these other chemicals that are bombarding people's brains that are causing all types of weird psychiatric behaviors not necessarily from the psychiatric condition that person has, but from the actual onslaught of what it's doing to their brains. I've seen that repeatedly now. And the sad part about it is the people that are on these drugs were put on these drugs, many cases, by these doctors who got to get a new set of golf clubs if they prescribed enough of these, or got to go on a Hawaiian vacation to play golf if they prescribed enough of these, and all of the money that's put through the underground current for these medical professionals. Look at Blue Cross and Blue Shield. If a pediatrician has X amount of compliance with vaccines, they get huge bonuses up to hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. We've already reported on that repeatedly throughout the years. So sadly, here we have a situation in which the entire mainstream establishment of medicine has been completely and totally compromised. Here's another interesting article. It goes, elections will soon be a quaint relic of the past, says globalist Klaus Schwab, who points to AI as the coming king of democracy. AI will be an interdimensional interface through a D-wave computer or something faster than that, which allows Satan to become omnipresent. That's what this goal here is, where every thought of everyone is evil all the time, as it was in Genesis chapter 6. That's what the Bible says. And Jesus says, as it was in Genesis 6 with Noah, so shall it be about my, upon my return when everything is evil all the time. We covered this in Angel Wars. All Satan is is an angel. He's a creative being. He is not omnipresent. He is not everywhere at once. He can't do that. But if he can control you through a computer interface through 5G or 6G, with a chip that's put in you through nanotechnology or graphene oxide through a vaccine and he or, can Neuralink. You, or Neuralink and put it into your brain, he'll have the ability to do that. World Economic Forum founder and chairman Klaus Schwab showed his true Nazi colors today at Davos, saying that nations will soon no longer need to be bothering holding elections because voters could easily be replaced by artificial intelligence. Wow. AI is more capable, he said. Schwab made the bone-chilling comments during a WEF interview with Google co-founder Sergey Brin, which was posted to X by Ezra Levitt of Rebel News, which watch the astonishing exchange below, which I've put on there. Now, think about this for a second. One thing about technocratic globalists, they aren't bashful. They speak boastfully because they have complete and total pride given to them by their master Lucifer is what this is. And if everyone shares their excitement about all of the death and dehumanization of the world they envision. During the discussion, Schwab and Brim were discussing digital technologies such as AI and how they could be used to advance WEF's goalless agenda. So technology now and digital technology mainly have an analytical power, Schwab said, as Brent took his head in affirmation. Now we go to predicted power, and we have seen the first example. Your company is very much involved in it, Schwab said, as to give a little boy wonder from Google a fatherly pat on the back. 
Schwab then came with the globalist goods, making a stunning comment that no doubt be buried by the mainstream media and Google search engines. Schwab said the next step, you listening? The next step for digital technology would be, be, would be to replace the voters with AI. But the next step could go to perspective prescriptive mode, which means you don't even have to have elections anymore because you can already predict, he said. And afterward, you can say, why do we even need elections? Because we already know what the results will be. <laughs> Remember when Yobar Hari, who was Schwab's top advisor, said a few years ago that in the age of AI, humans will no longer have free will? That may be what Schwab is referring to here. If AI knows what everyone is thinking and is able to influence people's choices at some point, literally making all the choices for them, then why would you need to even bother with elections? The world would at that point no longer be populated by humans, but by remote-controlled transhumans. That's the ultimate goal of technocrats like Schwab, depopulate the humans, replace them with AI-augmented transhumans. Now, I'm going to stop for one second here. I'm going to let Austin take this over because I want to comment on this. Go to double cameras, Rich. Here's the thing, Austin. Remember that movie with Tom Cruise? Remember when they were having predictive prime programming? Remember what was that movie called? Oh, Minority Report. Minority Report. Yeah, Minority Report, yes. Remember how they were coming in and they were saying, this person is going to conduct this crime tomorrow yeah, at 12 o'clock. he's going to commit murder tomorrow okay? at 12 o'clock. So yeah. we have to go ahead and arrest him before he does it. That's what Schwab's talking about. Pre-crime. Pops, prob, he's talking about pre-crime, pre-elections, pre-everything. He's talking about having an AI system that's so powerful that it will control people's minds and thoughts and make the decisions for every one of us before they happen because they know it. What this is, this is a replication, Austin, and listeners listen to me, of what they want Lucifer to be by being omnipresent. They're so jealous of God Almighty, the great I am. They're so jealous of him because he's in the past and the future. He says, I am the beginning. I am the end. I am the alpha. I am the omega. That's what this is. He wants to have that ability to have that, and he wants to do it through AI programming. That's what this is all about. He wants to take control of the universe. Again, it's like he hasn't learned yet, and he knows that's how he lost the battle the first time when he did the coup d'etat against God, Austin. He basically did not have the ability to be in both places at once in the past and in the future. That's what this goal here is, and that's what they're trying to use AI for. What do you think? Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head right there, as creepy as that is. And one thing about this is this also ties back into the ability with our phones that monitor every single thing we do. Think about it. They want to have an iPhone or a smartphone in every single person's pocket. They want to have Alexa in every single person's house. Where, what does that mean? They want the AI to be everywhere at all time, all over the world, all over the country, all over people's houses, all over their lives. That is why they've been building the NSA data logging centers over the last 20 years. They do a full analysis. They have a full program on every single individual that's ever breathed earth, rather breathed air on earth. They can go in and look at every single thing you've liked, everything you've looked at, everything you've seen said. That's why I always tell people all the time, if you're having private conversations with people, you put your phone up somewhere. Those things are just giant spying devices. Always keep your cameras covered on those phones all the time. All they do is watch you. They watch your body language. They watch your facial recognition. They record all of it. And this is exactly what dad's going on with. AI is going to come in now, and it's going to become so advanced over the next five to ten years that it's going to be able to predict what every single person's going to do based on the data and basically the algorithms they put together. So, again, what does that mean? It means you've got to start being very aware of your privacy, what you say around your phone, and also, too, on top of that, don't have to put everything out online. I know so many people think they, every single thing they do, they got to basically blast it out there. Every single place they go, everything they eat, every person they talk to, you don't have to do that. Social media can be very good for business opportunities and putting products out there, putting you know different type of work out there. I get that. Totally understand that. But going in and putting every facet of your life out there intentionally for everyone to see and then just 
giving all your privacy up with these platforms like Alexa, it's no good. And it's exactly what dad said earlier. What they're trying to do, they've been doing that for the last couple of years, is this perversion for the younger generation. They've already corrupted an enormous portion of the older generation now and the current generation that's here. Now, the last generation that they want to get is this one right now because they know if they can pervert, you got to think, you got to, this is 10, 20 year timelines. It's going to function on one or two years. This is all 10 and 20, 30, 40, 50 year plans. They can take this generation right now. My kids, the same age, not my, my kids aren't going to be involved in this, but these kids right now, four, five, six, seven year olds, and they can pervert and pollute them right now to a degree that's unfathomable, to a degree that's very hard to come back from. There's no biblical moral ethics. They're so confused, they don't even know what bathroom to go to by the time they're 12, 13 years old. True, they true. want testosterone injections as a female or estrogen injections as a male at 13. What do you think this generation right now that's going into this that isn't going to be you know, protected from this, what do you think is going to happen to this generation in 10 to 20 years from now? Five and six and seven-year-olds that are in this right now that are fully indoctrinated into this, what do you think is going to happen in their 20s? Every single thought of everything they do is going to be perverted all the time because they know nothing different. Scotland, I saw this earlier, Scotland now has proposed legislation to make it a crime punishable up to seven years if parents refuse to affirm their gender dysphoric children's self-selected gender identity. Saturday. Scotland. I've been to Scotland. That's one of those beautiful countries I've ever been to. The people there are awesome. The energy's high. There's great, great history there and heritage there. And you're telling me they're going to tell you if you don't allow your little boy to start pretending he's a little girl and want to go on gender-blocking hormones and you don't go along with it, they're going to be able to arrest you and throw you in prison in Scotland? What the heck is going on over there? The same thing's happened in the United States. Same thing's happening here. They're pushing it in these states. They're pushing these school systems. And then you got the flip side, right? So why you got the United States and these other countries that are trying to confuse their children on what they are biologically made by God? God didn't make a mistake. God didn't make a mistake. That's right. He didn't, he didn't make a boy, and all of a sudden he goes, whoopsie. You know, if that boy wants to change to a girl, he can do so. I made a mistake. He didn't make mistakes. He knew exactly what he did in the womb. But then you have these other countries, like Iran, that I'm not a fan of at all, or their ideology, or their behavior. But they set up a theme park for children ages six and up. To basically dress up as soldiers, use real replica AK-47 airsoft rifles, and go through boot stamp, boot 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 camp style combat training, and basically have airsoft wars with one another, and it's a full amusement park that these kids can go to and actively train in combat scenarios and do basically all these different raids and learn how to actually learn about war, the history of war, and the psychological engagement of war. This is in Iran. So you got countries that absolutely hate us because we bombed them into just rubble for years and years and years and years and years. They absolutely hate us, and they're over here training their young generation how to be combat-effective children. And here in the United States, we're telling our kids at five or six, seven years old, they need to sit on an iPad all day, drool on themselves, and get ready to go into gender transition surgeries by the time they're teenagers because, well, it's science, guys. You don't want to hurt their feelings. Really? Do you really get what they're trying to do here? At the same time, we got countries that are training their kids how to be combat veterans, essentially, at eight or nine years old, which I'm not necessarily agreeing with everything they do with this, but that's a pretty cool amusement park. You know, you take a 10, 12, 13-year-old boy, you take him to an amusement park, it's basically got full combat theater set up, and they have airsoft wars. That's pretty sick. That'd be pretty fun to do at 13 years old. Oh, here in the United States, we can't do that. We've got to decide whether or not your, your little boy wants to go on estrogen. That's that's where we're at with this. 
And so this, again, is tying back into everything they're trying to do to pollute the younger generation and essentially change every single thing that they think. This is why now you have Walmart and you have Target in California, not just Walgreens and stuff like that. We have Walmart and Target now that are having to lock up all the way down to socks and underwear behind locked cages, along with toothpaste, deodorant, food now in some cases. They're having to lock it up. Again, it's problem, action, solution. Make the criminals become so, basically so enthralled, have zero bond, be able to do anything they want, steal anything they want, that you have to start locking up every facet of items that you want to buy. Simple things like socks, locking up socks, $4 socks behind glass at Walmart and Target. So why? Oh, we got to have your digital ID card to be able to scan this to get in here now. It's 2030. You understand that, right? You got to have a digital ID. You can't even get in here. Why do you think they've been pushing the real ID program with the driver's license over the last 10 years? Why do you think now they're talking about the uh, program with DHS? They're now talking about going in and you're going to have increased monitoring and facial recognition and digital platforms that are going to be used by 2030 with TSA just to be able to travel. They're doing this intentionally to get people conditioned to having to go through facial recognition and scan IDs to simply buy things such as socks. This isn't an accident. And then you got the former vice president of Pfizer, just a former VP, Dr. Yeadon. I've talked to him about multiple times. He said, you have to be brave right now. We're in the middle of the biggest crime in history. This, this, this is verbatim him saying this. He said, what we're looking at right now, it's global. It has the intent of control, removing everyone's freedom, and will involve killing further millions, if not billions. It has been long planned. If you comply with this tyranny, it will end with the loss of your liberty and probably your life. That's what's going to happen if you and everyone else choose to do nothing about it. Actively withdrawing our consent and definitely not accepting these digital IDs for any reason, any reason, is the only option we have. Yes, this is the former VP of Pfizer, one of the most corrupt pharmaceutical companies in the entire world. That's the former VP saying he's telling you what they're going to do. He's telling you what their plan is. And again, that's what I said earlier. It rolls back to what I said with disease X. You have to take a step back sometimes. Write things down if you need to. And you've got to take a step back. You've got to go, what am I going to go along with? What am I going to comply with? What am I going to consent to? What am I going to compromise on? How far am I going to let things go? I told you guys with during COVID, I, me and Ted figured it out so quickly about what was going on. And we told everybody, I said, you're going to have to decide what you're going to go along with. You have to decide whether or not you're going to comply with this nonsense. If they tell you to wear a mask like a dog muzzle, you got to wear a mask like you're, like you're a peasant dog in order to walk in our store and buy from us. If you're going to go along with it or if you're going to ignore it or if you're going to get an altercation over it, you've got to decide. I'm not telling you anything what to do, but I'm saying the mask. They were the least of our worries at that point. It continued to escalate, and it will continue to escalate. And now it's reaching that point in time where everybody really has to start making that final decision on what you're going to do. And one of the biggest things you can do right now in your home is making sure your family is mentally prepared, that they've got the biblical and moral and ethic values backing you. They also have the physical making sure they have the vitamin C and their D3 and all their nutrients in their bodies that are functioning at optimal performance because that's one of the biggest things that I saw. The people that took care of themselves during COVID, the people that had really good immune systems, the people that really stood strong, they knew what was going on because they were mentally acute and they were strong and healthy. If you get sick, if you can't function, if you can't think, if you got mental fog all the time and you can barely figure out what's going on and figure out where your keys are at every morning, 
you're going to have a difficult time really standing up and being effective against much of anything. So again, that's why there's so many things. They all play a role together with your mental, your spiritual, and your physical health, and they all go together in a trifecta. That's why you got to dial them in and keep them as strong as you possibly can, Dad. What do you think as far as with the lot of this is going on right now? You know, Austin, I'm over here shaking my head. And I, I look yeah. at this, and I'm like, you know, this is insanity. The fact that we're even talking about this and the fact that other talk show hosts don't talk about this. No. Very few of us. There are very few of us left. They've been compromised. And, you know, and I, and I look at this and I'm like, you've got to be prepared. This is why we talk continually about health products here on Ted and Austin Brower show, because we want you to have the highest quality supplements available. I spoke to I just spoke to, this has me send me a text, which please don't do that during the show, but it happens all the time. Uh, don't do it. Uh, we basically have a lady that I, that I met here a few weeks ago. She's saying now she's unbelievably sick right now. And I said, you've got to increase your D3 levels. And, and I see this over and over and over again. And, and one thing, too, about having Iran having camps, you know, teaching the young children how to be soldiers, I find that interesting because I really believe that we need to have camps like that for y- the young men in our country. And I don't, want, I don't, hear, I don't, don't, don't you start on me about women. I don't think that women should be in active combat. Go ahead, go ahead and send me the letters now. I don't care. Okay, here's why. They don't have the muscle mass unless they're using testosterone injections to carry heavy packs, unless they're some six-foot-four woman who basically is a genetic anomaly. The vast majority of women can't handle that as far as the weight, carrying the ammo, carrying the weapons, carrying everything. They can't deal with it from a physical standpoint. You think, well, there are people that can do it. Okay, look, stop. I don't want to hear it. Women lost a lot with feminism. They lost a lot. You know, they were, they, at one time, men were so, so respectful of women. And my, my daughter now, she's 21 years old. She goes, I want back what we used to have. She goes, I want what you and mom had. I want the fact that I can be in a home and I can take care of the house. And I can take care of the kids and I don't have to work. And I want the man to be there and take care of me. I want that. Now, if that offends you, you're listening to the wrong show. Just thought I'd mention that. Me and Austin, we're willing to die for our wives. And for me, for Sharon, she's passed away now. But if I ever started dating somebody else that I was serious with, I would be the same way. A few years ago, just to talk about this thing with, the, with Iran, we were at Disney World. This is back when I still had annual pass. This is 10, 15 years ago. The kids were like, you know, six, eight, and 10. And we're walking over there by the Country Bear Jamboree. And, you know, we're in Magic Kingdom, which I don't recommend it at all. And, they're, and they're, no, I don't, I'm not endorsing this park. This, this is turning into a perverse. This is a long time ago. This is a long time ago. And I remember there were two gay guys, and they were, they were employees there, and they were talking to each other in their little gay voices, and they were acting like they're about to start kissing and making out right there in front of my children. And I told Sharon, I said, Take the kids over to Country Bear Jamboree. I'll be there in a moment. And the two gay guys were looking at me and said, they, I said, I said, I need to talk to you boys. And they said, well, what do you need, sir? And I said, well, I said, number one, I said, no reason to call me sir because I don't like the way you disrespected me in front of my children to start with. And number two, why don't you kill the gay boys? Oh, now I just, now I just got a bunch of crazy looks here now. And I, and I said, I've had it. I said, I'm in a theme park that's supposed to be pro-child. And I've got two gay guys here from Disney who are basically talking to each other like you guys about to make out. I said, why don't you just chill out and do this at home or do this somewhere else and not in front of my children? And they looked at me and they said, you can't talk to us like that. I said, I just did. I said, I find it offensive. Now, today, if I were to have done that, you know, 15, 20 years later, I would be promptly escorted out of the park with armed security. Am I right, Austin? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, no, I, I would be escorted <laughs> out because they, they, I don't want to get into that again. But this is the problem that we've got into. We basically are sitting here compromising and allowing this to happen. So would I rather have a theme park? teaching young men how to be men and how to handle weapons? Yeah, I would. Now, I'm not going to teach them to be rebellious and all the other crazy nonsense, but I'm going to teach them how to discipline. That's what they used to be in these military academies. That's what it used to be for men. 
Just thought I'd mention that. By the way, Pfizer is investing billions in treatments now for coming heart failure pandemic. <laughs> there you Just go. Just thought I'd mention that. There you go. Pfizer is investing billions of dollars in treatments to prepare for coming heart failure pandemic. The COVID MR vaccine maker is making a big investment in treatment <laughs> and for heart failure as cases of myocarditis and sudden cardiac death skyrocket. The pharmaceutical giant recently acquired several companies. They include a major $6.7 billion cash acquisition of Arena Pharmaceuticals. Arena Pharmaceuticals is a firm specialized in developing treatments, particularly for heart inflammation and conditions like myocarditis and pericarditis. Pfizer is now predicted to make tens of billions of dollars in profits from the spike in heart failure. The company is expected to capitalize on the huge spike in heart failure as sales of COVID vaccines have now dried up. Why have the COVID vaccines dried up? People are limited as far as their ability to think. In German, you'd call it verstand, being vernunftig. But they don't have a bottomless pit of how bad it gets. We're on the eighth booster now. People are finally starting to ask the question, why has it taken eight boosters <laughs> to stop this from happening? Obviously, the boosters don't work. Obviously, the people that are coming down with myocarditis and pericarditis who are dropping dead on fields have gotten the attention of a lot of people. We talked yesterday about another social media influencer who's 35 years old, massive heart attack, died. People are starting to wake up and say, wait a minute, maybe I don't need another cardiac episode with more spike proteins injected into my bloodstream. Imagine that. We've been telling you that for years. Hey, I want you to know something. I got the opportunity to pray for you again last night. I really love you guys. You are family to me. You are my brothers and sisters in Christ. You mean the world to me. I want to thank you for the support of Health Masters and getting your vitamins and your deodorants and all the stuff that we have at the office for you, us. And I know some of you are tight financially. I got that. But whatever you can do to help is just appreciative to us. I love you so much. And it's my pleasure and my privilege and my honor to be called your friend. Also finish it up and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. You're spot on with that. Another, it's almost a lighter note, but still it kind of just shows you why the mainstream medical model has failed so much. The American Diabetes Association now is getting flack for their bizarre fat acceptance propaganda that never seems to have any ending as they put together these different types of recipes, one of them which is a it's called a sweet and sour cucumber recipe which has a whopping 60 grams of processed sugar added to their pre-fermented cucumbers <laughs> this whole thing which what one guy dr ben barty says it's sadistic biomedical profiteers they're dang near criminal and advising diabetics to consume this amount of sugar with cucumbers is insanity and what's interesting about this is Everybody knows that sugar is one of the most addictive compounds that's out there when it comes to the food supply. Everybody knows that sugar is directly related to as far as pancreatic problems, and liver problems, especially, you know, basically non-alcoholic fatty liver disease with high fructose corn syrup. It's not new research. This stuff's been out for decades now. And what's crazy is instead of telling people, maybe you should stop eating sugar, maybe you need to start eating you no know, lean meats or chicken with low carbohydrate meals, with low glycemic meals and eating healthy fats, it's probably a good idea if you're morbidly obese with diabetes. They simply want people to stay on insulin. They want people to stay on metformin. Two products that we've had together, which by the way, the Berberine Ultimate, a lot of people email me on that because I told you guys to be in by the end of the month. This is one of the most effective products for helping and maintaining blood sugar and reversing diabetes. Berberine Ultimate stack with a cinnamon extract, those two together, which that kit will be back up on the website as soon as Berberine's back in. That right there, I have seen do wonders with maintaining healthy blood sugar in conjunction with a healthy diet. Because remember, the Berberine that we have is the Berberine Ultimate, which is basically the methyl Berberine, the dihydroberberine. And it goes in now and it has the highest bioavailability and absorption in the body, over five times more absorption than regular berberine. When you stack it with the cinnamon extract, it works wonders. 
Why isn't that brought up? The clinical research is there with berberine. You can look at it as far as on the website. I have all these different trials, all these clinical trials. There's, there's eight different references on the berberine ultimate product that I have. Eight different research studies and references on that product and how good it works. But again, you're not going to hear that from the ADA because they want to make sure everybody has their 60 grams of sugar added to their cucumber fermented mix because that's healthy because you have cucumbers in it. The entire thing is about keeping people sicker and sicker on more drugs, just like Pfizer. They're literally coming up with a drug to combat basically heart failure, myocarditis, because they just produced a vaccine that is directly linked to myocarditis and pericarditis. Newsflash, they're not there for your health. They're not there for your safety. They're sure as heck not there for your longevity. So again, do your research and make sure you understand what's really going on. So again, I'll keep you guys updated over the next couple of days. The Berberine Ultimate is finished. It has been finalized. It's supposed to be batched and everything by tomorrow from what I've told. And then it's going to be bottled and shipped to us. It's expedited right now because I know that product is really good. But a lot of people that have been dealing with diabetes and prediabetes that were running it. And again, that dihydroberberine is an extremely hard product to get a hold of because it's such a high demand for it right now. So be sure to stay up to date. We'll keep you updated. You can also get on our, our weekly and daily newsletter list for free on the website. So thank you, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Stay strong. Stay healthy. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. We'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. And one more thing here while we're going off through the music, since we don't have to sit here and look at each other and not know what to do. <laughs> I'm going to say a few more things. <laughs> is every once in a while you'll see me texting. And what I'm doing here is I'm writing show notes for the show today because I've got to write those show notes every single day so you guys know what we're going to talk about. I'm labeling you today as a green show because of what I talked about with AI and I'm the presence and predictive programming. This is one of those shows that you need to send to all of your friends as soon as possible because it's that show often. It is. It is. It's a good show today, guys. Love Enjoy. you guys.